morning, family. It's your brother, D. Miller L. It's Saturday. This is episode 15 of the Moorish Kingdom podcast. I wanted to do a part two. I had some additional thoughts about my time on the uh, Black Bitcoin Billionaire platform there on Clubhouse. Family, if you're not familiar with them, uh, and you're new to the space, you're maybe just finding this podcast and you want to figure out where to begin. I highly recommend that you get on into the clubhouse, which is now available on Android devices. So now, regardless of your operating system, iPhone or Android, you can get on over into the clubhouse. Black Bitcoin billionaire for you new folks wanting to learn about Bitcoin. That is something that I must tip my hat to them on over there. The onboarding process or at least the educational space that they have for for learning about the basics of Bitcoin I think is really, really good. Yeah, once again, my brother uh, Justin, the Bitcoin vegan, interviewed me over there. And um, I was able to tell my story, right? My, my Bitcoin story, how I got into Bitcoin. I was able to also describe Morex Bitcoin Solutions, right? And a little bit of uh, the Moabit Association, which I co-founded, Right? And then, of course, I put them on to the podcast, this Moorish Kingdom podcast. This is what I do now. This is what we do now. And, you know, um, I had made a statement on our previous episode about not having been able to get into, you know, some of the other things that we have going on. Right. At this point in time. And I want to kind of just speak to that a little bit. So one of the things going on is, is that, you know, along with, we'll say being new, a lot of the current ideas that you have are what would be referred to as traditional finance. So within the Black Bitcoin billionaires, there was quite a few, we'll say, financially literate people with regards to traditional finance. They understood leveraging credit very well. Right. But leveraging credit is a sign of being able to be a part of the inflationary economy. Right. That's a form of economics. Right. Austrian and Keynesian. That's a Keynesian form of economics. The inflationary type. The one that says you can spend your way out of debt. How do you do that? With credit. That's the logic that they have. Then you have the Austrian form of economics. Where it's the reverse. Right? You are are incentivized to save as opposed to spend, 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 spend. Think about how different that is. Did you get that visual picture? That visual image of the people where they 
got the money and they're at the strip club and they're they're spending it right some of y'all spidey senses went off and was like oh no no more tricking I thought it wasn't wasn't tricking if you got it (laughs) just jokes just jokes but I'm serious it's it's uh it's there's that's like first principles right there until you have bitcoin and you have a a, an amount worth caring about and um you immerse yourself in the space right or you go through something maybe you just have to go through a a take a l when it comes to trying to leverage this debt right you maybe got to file for bankruptcy a couple times or something Maybe they got to repossess something. Whatever it may happen, right? I've just noticed it. it sometimes you got to be violently shaken out of that world, that old world, you know? Or you can be wise and you can learn from others. Do you know how many people are successful in these uh, fiat systems? Why don't we take a look at the current economy? Why don't we take a look at uh, the current uh, demographic, or I should say population that owns everything? We're talking about a percent of a percent owning everything. But you think what you know is going to work. You think traditional finance, what you've seen other rich people do, you think you're going to do it and become one of them. Like no one else had that idea. You're the first one to think I'm going to copy them to become like them. You're the first one to imagine that. Right? This is the meaning of uh, when I say I have like a radical position. That's what I mean. And uh, I would say this. I think it's very important, man, not to turn people off when you're communicating with them. You should be mindful of uh, of your audience. Right. Be mindful of your audience. So something that I remember, you know, just speaking to some of the traditional finance people in the group. One of the things I definitely could agree with them on is uh, multiple streams of income. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But that means you actually have to produce some value, right? On multiple fronts. You have to be able, again, to produce value on multiple fronts. This requires like ingenuity. This requires, you know, some skills. Plainly, this requires some skills, right? If you can't cut grass, cut hair, (laughs) right? Uh... I'm trying to I'm trying to keep up with the cutting theme. Cut fish, right? <laughs> um, you know, cut vegetables. If you if you know, be a chef. If you can't again be a gardener, a barber, a chef. You know, again, I'm talking about producing value on multiple fronts. Produce value. Now, whether that's with your hand or your mind, produce value. 
right? That's up to you. You know? But don't tell me that you have a scheme to, to leverage some credit to produce a value because you're really not. What you're involved in is what we call rent seeking. And it doesn't mean to seek a renter like you own property and you're seeking out a renter. No, it just means that you take a house, you get the house for a short period of time, do absolutely nothing to it, mark the price up and then sell it. Again, it's being a middleman. You're just taking a piece and playing a middleman. This is fundamentally like what we don't do. But hey, you know what I'm saying? I recognize the fact that this you have to acknowledge, right? That as more and more and more people become familiar with the space, they're going to come, you know, with their current understanding. And I know I did the same. Right? I know I did the exact same thing. I brought my libertarian type of views to this Bitcoin. When I say like libertarian, I'm talking about, you know, my Morris disposition. Having a liberty. You know what I'm saying? That's what painted my visual. I was a finance person, right, before Bitcoin, but I didn't immediately apply the finance. Like, that wasn't the the thing that made me stick around. You know, let me describe it like this. You know, the, the look is the hook. So I think we all get caught looking at the number go up. We all get caught up looking at the number go up. But what makes you stay? And like I said, it had more to do with my my personal beliefs. My right, my personal beliefs. Whether that was like moral and spiritual, right? Whether that was uh, my creed. Whether that was like uh, my political affiliation and association. Right. In fact, I always always looked at it, especially after I started to get a grip on it, was that it's an enabler. I mean, I can tell you that more than ever before. I'm more enabled now to be the rugged individual that I am. I'm more enabled now. I'm more empowered now with regards to, you know, autonomy, autarky. You know, with the tools that we have at our disposal. See, on a radical tip, right, it's not just a a, a rhetorical radical but it is a demonstration type of radical. It's radically different than the way it is that you're demonstrating, right? From a traditional finance standpoint. 
So like, for example, you know, this podcast here, right? It's about producing. It's about maintaining and staying consistent with this podcast. I'm going to keep producing this podcast and we're going to increase the quality of, of the podcast. Now, from there, we have we have a protected economy, right? That's that's basically we'll say after you know we describe the podcast itself. After we describe the podcast itself, there is now it's like this. It's like this. We've always, as we'll say, as libertarians, we've always associated an aspect of liberty with freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, right? And then, of course, the ability to do commerce without somebody trying to hit us and take our things and do bad things to us, you know, without being, um, what's the, what's what I'm looking for, y'all? What's the words I'm looking for? Without being molested. <laughs> right? I should be able to do some commerce in this world without being molested by these other people that have nothing to do with me doing business with another individual, mostly the state. It's mostly the state and other people like this, other organizations like that, that are normally trying to molest the citizens, the people. Normally. So all I'm saying is, is that these are some of the ideas that I hold very, very close to my breast. You know what I'm saying? Close to my chest. So we, we are using the technology to be able to maintain that, to enable that. And that's exactly what's going on. Like, again, it pays to pay attention. It pays to engage in the conversation, right, that we end up having after all of these podcasts. It's got to be the easiest way to stack sats. If you're trying to acquire more Bitcoin on a consistent basis and even learn, even strengthen your conviction, build out your network. Don't forget, family, your network is your net worth. Your network is your net worth. And we kind of show and prove that with every episode that we do. I don't know about you, but I try, I try to get it every day. Every day I'm producing value so that I can acquire more Bitcoin. We've got a, an entire systemic approach on how everybody involved in our listenership, everybody that's involved with supporting this podcast, everyone that's a part of this tribe. The economy, the economics already comes built in. How many of y'all are sick and tired of being associated with groups of people that you can't get no money with? You know where it takes a long time before you start getting money. Like they getting all your money at first. (laughs) Right? And they call it just being a part of the game. Let me repeat that. How many of y'all are tired of having to go out and take a loan before you can get started? 
right? Where somebody puts you in debt before you even get started. How many of y'all are tired of that? See what I'm saying? This is this is the radical transformations that come about by engaging this Bitcoin thing. It it really does change the fundamentals of the of the society of the people that are engaged with it. And again, it's not just words. That's I think that's probably the most commanding aspect of what it is that that is going on right the phenomenon it'd be one thing if this was just hot speeches from me it would be one thing if it was just hot rhetoric hot i was spitting hot fire on the mic just for me if it was that was all like as far as like my 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 radicalness or my libertarianness or my boorishness or you know what i'm saying <laughs> it, 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 the technology bears it out right the way in which we've applied the technology bears it out and ain't nothing coming I mean think about it now you got to remember because we playing around with this tech it's like a black hole so it ain't gonna do nothing but suck you in I'm talking about everything that exists on the outside of it so anything outside of you know this podcast and our tribe and the economy that we have, you know what I'm saying? Within that, everything that's surrounding us, anything that gets within a close enough proximity is going to get sucked in. If you end up within the earshot of my voice, (laughs) if you have anything like a brain (laughs) in between your ears, you are going to realize what I just said tired of being around people that want you to take out a loan you know what I mean you tired of being around people you can't get no money with or at least it take forever before you start getting the money because again you got to pay back this loan this is that's crazy that's crazy Why don't you just be able to start from being able to produce value and people being able to exchange value for value? That's what we're talking about. An economy of value for value exchange. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Y'all might have missed yesterday. We went in. We went in for our BYOB. We went in for the BYOB. To be a part of those, you always need the link. Right? We give out the link. If you're new listening, welcome. Hope you consider subscribing. We always give out the link the day of. You want to be following our social media so you get the notification and can get access to the link. When we do our our uh, our link ups, right, our meetups, 
in the virtual space, I you you definitely want to be on the laptop. If you want to be on the laptop, I think maybe at the minimum you can try a tablet, but I know it is not a good experience on the cell phone. Now, we don't meet in the virtual space all the time. We meet on Fridays, we meet on Sundays, and we meet on the first Saturday. Only the first Saturday of the month. So Fridays, first Saturday of the month, and Sundays. Every Friday, every Sunday. On Sundays, we have Sunday Fun Day. This is where we actually got games going online. We get to socialize. We just kick it. Best way to remember uh, that particular occasion is 10-10-10. It's 10 Mountain Standard Time, 10 a.m. $10 buy-in for our poker game. $10 rebuys. We do have other games if you're not interested in playing poker, if you're not interested in No Limit Hold'em. I love playing No Limit Hold'em. If y'all like playing poker like me, I would definitely see y'all on Sunday. With that being said, it's been a pleasure, y'all. We closing out the week. I will see y'all next week. On Monday, in fact. Right here on Moorish Kingdom Podcast. Y'all take it easy.